How far behind Rowdy Burns is Cole Trickle at the moment? <laughs> By the way, it's funny you mention that because I found a TikTok over the weekend where they found the old cars from Daytona or from oh, uh, Days yes. of Thunder. And this one guy has bought like three of them and is restoring them. I, they were out in the middle of just some pasture with trees growing around them and everything else. I mean, they look they looked awful. <laughs> They've probably been there since filming stopped. <laughs> and he found them and is trying to uh, reassemble them. It, what a it, great movie. It looked, it looked pretty awesome. I'm surprised you've racing. That's that's everything I know about NASCAR. I'm surprised you haven't been to a race before. Yeah, I've never had the opportunity. It's just never, never really uh, taken shape that way. Man, I got. To I do would the... totally go. I mean, I you know, it's not like I'm anti going. I just, I think the the few opportunities I have had, it's it's conflicted with work or so. You know, it's like I isn't the. Uh, the Texas Motor Speedway race during football season? Well, they used to have two. They had one in spring okay. and then later on, and yes, and they would try to <laughs> they would try to schedule it around the uh before the opening weekend of deer hunting season in Texas because oh, they knew nice. that that would nice. <laughs> limit their amount of crowd. So yeah, they they have a playoff race now. I will say like Texas is fine. Texas gets to a point, though, where halfway through the race, you're like, all right, we need a little bit more action just because that's the way that the track is built. Um, but, yeah, for your first one, I, I think that that's an acceptable racetrack to go to for sure. I did the uh, ride-along program there in the two-seater. And uh, that was wild to get to go oh, on, the, on the track. And we were only doing 155 at that point, but still 155 <laughs> was was great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a couple chances to go to the fall race there, and and it obviously conflicted with me having to do pre and post game shows at that time uh, for football, and and it didn't work out. So, um, but yeah, I've just I've never I've never had the chance where it's worked out to actually go and see what it's all about. I have been on that racetrack though, and I mean the elevation is mind-blowing yeah the banking when you're actually on it like yeah. people have yeah. no idea it's wild it's wild how narrow it is like when you see them going three wide and then you actually step foot on it you're like there's no way there's no way they're doing this at 200 miles an hour and then the banking in the in the turns oh, it's, yeah it's it's insane. it's unbelievable. I I got so I I got to do the ride along program at Texas Motor Speedway. That was at 155, which was fast enough and awesome. I never got to do the two seater Indy car when they would run Indy cars there, and those they're doing like 220 230 around the track at one time, which is just seems like. There isn't something not right about this. I didn't get to do that, uh, and I did get to ride in the pace car with Jeffrey Bodine, of all people, at Bristol. Uh, that was very, very cool as well, even in the pace car going around the uh, track. And I think Bodine took the pace car. He got it up to about 75 at, at one point, <laughs> trying to go around that thing. Uh, that was That was fun. I've uh, I've been in a supercar and driven around a racetrack before and that was 
one of those like holy cow i yeah. can't believe we're going into this corner I this know. fast and i feel like there's there's no way we're not going to flip over when this turn is made and yeah it's it's exhilarating that's the way i felt at bristol I thought this car is going to turn upside down. It's just going to roll over on its side door. <laughs> with yeah. the, like the, we shouldn't be driving on this. The grade is is far too much. Yeah, I would I would definitely take part though for sure. And then we had a uh, we had a bit at the Tulsa County Speedway here for a while. One of the dirt tracks. It's now closed. This was 2004. They had a air quote celebrity race, and. Uh, these people actually let us take their cars in the celebrity race around by ourselves. And none of us had any business being in, in their cars whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Lori Fulbright will remember this or not, but Lori Fulbright went high coming into turn three through turn four, and I went low, and I was too fast, and the car started walking up the track, and I, I took out Lori Fulbright in someone <laughs> else's race car. <laughs> And just destroyed the side of the car. I felt awful. I, I, I broke two cars, essentially. And, and I kept going. I ended up winning. And I remember I got out of the car, and that crowd that was there did not care one bit for what was happening. They were just there for real racing. And I remember getting out of the car and raising both my hands up, and they gave me the black and white, the checkered flag, and I was waving around. And, you know, you heard the smattering of... As they were announcing the winner, and then suddenly I heard some dude go, "Good job, you beat a girl." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, all, all right, I'll just take my little flag and my little trophy and go this way." <laughs> I'll have to ask Lori. I don't even know if she remembers That's that, amazing. but I I smacked the you know what out of the side <laughs> of her car. Did you push her into the wall too? Not or? quite all the way into the wall, but there was uh, there was enough damage where. Uh, I think the race car drivers were were not happy. She should have known you don't take the outside on turn four. That's right. Robin is racing. That was my only chance to come in hot and to try to try to take the short way around. (laughs) That's so. Walked right up into her. Uh, What did the gentleman in the crowd say? Good job, you beat a girl. There were some of those tweets on Saturday night at, at the uh, All-Star festivities. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's so excited about. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that was Come one on. of the better events of the weekend, It I was thought. one of the better events of the it was weekend, way better if not than the, the dunk. best. It was, be- it was absolutely better than the dunk contest. Way better. And you know what the most disappointing part of the weekend is? And it wasn't Sunday for everyone that, that thinks that's the answer. It's that... We didn't get a Wimby Chet matchup in the Rising Stars. I know. I was wondering how they were going to play that thing off because those two really seem like they don't really like each other that much at all. And that's fine. I like the. I, I think it's just there's some healthy competition there between both of them, and it's they're, good. They're compared to each other, and I love it. And that's the league needs more of about. it. The yeah. league needs a hated rival. The league definitely needs it now. I don't even know what a fight between those two would look like. <laughs> I mean, I, we've never seen two slender men go at it before, but that would be the equivalent of that. Um, but yeah, it's like two storks trying to fight <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> or maybe it'd be awesome, like watching two giraffes try to fight where they're just whipping their heads at each other with I their long I just see them necks. both like holding their arms out straight, extended, yeah, I, yeah. and like slapping each other's hands. Yes. 
That'd probably be the best way. But yeah, you're right. That was that was a, a tad bit disappointing from. It was super disappointing. Friday. I mean, those were the I think premier attractions of Friday night. That's what we're here to see. And Thunder fans accusing Wimby of ducking Chet. Yes, there was there he was some no of that. part of Chet in the championship matchup. Yeah, that that part was was not ideal. I'm surprised but. the Spurs even let Wimby even get anywhere near Indianapolis. <laughs> Didn't have him like on a minute restriction. <laughs> like, you can oh, show up, but yeah, you, you spent too many minutes even near the basketball floor. That's right. You have X amount of minutes to do media. You have X amount of minutes to play. The minute that you That's go it. over 24 minutes doing anything, you you need to go sit down. Time to shut it down. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Pop is going to be around. Not not you. The other Pop. I was like, damn, it's not dude. like Pop's going to be around to see all that pay off. I know. <laughs> or he might not want to be around by that time. I mean, my gosh, the rest of that roster stinks. Yeah, who could blame him? Yeah. Even though Yikes. Trey Young's going to look nice in the Spurs uniform. Is Trey Young... <laughs> The most forgotten about good player in the NBA. Sometimes it feels that way, doesn't it? Like the only... I regularly forget about Trey Young when I start thinking about the best players in the league. The only time that he comes to the forefront is when he nutmegs Kevin Durant in the All-Star game. Which was fantastic, right? It, it really was. And once again, one of those reasons why nobody will play defense, because KD tried to play defense for one second, and he becomes a highlight on social media. Props to Trey Young as well, because I know yeah. today the big uh, ribbon-cutting ceremony for his uh, Trey Young Center there in Norman was today. Really, really cool facility that he helped build, giving back to the community. That's awesome. But, yeah, he he's just – what an unfortunate situation in Atlanta. You know, what's weird is – I, I felt like that that was going to be a debate that we had for years, whether or not that that was a bad move from the Mavericks in making that move, right, to Luka and, and Trey oh, Young did? and allowing that. I, I, I thought it would be something that would yeah, be debated for a while. There. Just because, and not anything against Trey Young, I just I never really entertained the idea that he was going to be at the level Luka was. I thought they would both be all-star players, but... Well, I I think that... I was looking at it also from a regional perspective because of, of Trey here in Oklahoma. And yeah. at that point in time, I don't think anyone had any idea that the Thunder were going to be good again. <laughs> like, that might be one of the only things that we have to talk about. Is the great what if with one of our, one of our own here in Oklahoma. He's like the Mitch Richmond of this generation, right? That is a very good call. Very good call. Really good player that just plays somewhere that nobody ever talks about or ever sees. And then All-Star Weekend rolls around. You're like, oh, yeah, Trey Young. He's really good. It'll be very intriguing to see where he ends up. Get him out of Atlanta. Yuck. And anywhere but Detroit. Oh, God, I don't <laughs> wish that on anyone. How's the the Cade Cunningham situation going at this stage? Uh, that's that's one of those that 
I still am of the belief that if there is ever a guy to turn down an extension for the very first time, to turn down a rookie extension, it might be Cade Cunningham. That's just like absolutely not. I don't care if this is going to cost me money or not. Get me the hell out of here. Why would I ever sign an extension with you guys? And everyone signs their rookie extension, correct? Everyone. Everyone, yeah. Everyone does. And no one would blame this kid at all. Would well, you? Once you don't sign that, then you're ineligible for the Supermax. I know. Right? Like, I, that takes the Supermax out of the equation for you. I know. But that's how bad the situation right. is. I agree. Sixty-four games is rookie year. Twelve in year two. Forty-four so far this year. The numbers haven't been bad, but yeah, that that could be even a lesser version of Trey Young status, right? Staying there long term and just being completely forgotten about, especially in this era where there's just so many talented players and so many players that are good enough to warrant giving them your attention, right? And the time that you spend talking and and viewing the game. Well, and like right now with with Cade is that he's he's coming off of kind of a sore knee. You know, they thought that he had maybe hurt that knee a little bit more than than what he did, but I'm like, all right, He's probably going to be back, maybe not right away after the All-Star break, but a few days after, after we've given him time here. But if you're Cade, like, why do you want to push anything right now with that team? I, I don't. I don't at all. I know, like, I'm a competitor. You're a competitor. You're supposed to, but I I think there are instances where you look around and you're like, my employer has failed me. Well, they should be wanting to tank anyway, right? Like they're not, absolutely. They're they not should. going anywhere quick. You, you even need if this to, draft stinks. Yeah, like this is the part about the NBA that's so frustrating is, I for for the sake of sports, I think we're all of the opinion that you should always be trying to win, right? But especially in the NBA, like there are teams that you know have zero chance to ever have any positive momentum given their current roster makeup and it if you're not actively trying to to tank and fail to help build up that roster you're not going to go anywhere and that's i think part of the frustration with that sport in general i agree like a third of the league is in that position and the other two-thirds make the postseason (laughs) how about Shaq? telling Dame that he and Giannis are just going to have to start being, you know, what kickers in the locker room with Milwaukee. Did you see that clip? Yeah. Here, bring, bring up the internet, Scott. This was after the all-star game. Dame, I don't have any questions. I'm going to give you some <laughs> advice because I'm your big brother. Yeah. I've been in the position you've been in before. Kenny's been in that position before. You and Giannis, you're being too nice. Yeah. When it all said and done, it don't work out. Three people going to get blamed. Doc, you and Yana. So you and Yana's got to make sure the troops get it done. There's no reason, but with Doc being there, y'all should be three and seven. 
That right there is what hurts. So, you right. so when you get back, you're going to have to g grab some people by the necks and say, hey, this is what I need you to do. So you're right. that's my gotcha. advice to you, young brother. Gotcha. By the way, they're going to have to turn up the treble on on Shaq's mic or something. <laughs> to, it's been that way forever. It's basic yeah. enough as it is. We're, can we turn the treble right. up a bit? Just a bit. I, he's right, though, and I think that it's – and Scott could probably correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm not following the Bucks regularly, but I would imagine on some level Dame doesn't want to come in and be the guy, right, because it's still Giannis's team. And, and so for as much as he might want to be that, there's probably some sort of, of you know, stepping back to a degree to allow Giannis to do that. Giannis is probably too nice to do that. So, yeah, they both, I think, have to somewhat embrace that. I would assume. Well, I know Giannis worked out, trained with Kobe a few times before the tragic air uh, helicopter accident. He's got that Kobe mentality to win at all costs. Giannis does. He's got that mentality. I th I think he may not do it publicly, but I think in the locker room, I know he did during that stretch in 21 when they went in the playoffs. He's got that mentality to be that leader, that vocal guy in the in the locker room and I think you look at that they they played at Memphis that was the last game before the all-star break Memphis was out 10 guys the Bucks were 12 and a half point favorites and they lost that was a horrible loss I think that going into this break I think that's kind of re I, maybe this is just a hopeful Buck fan in me but I'm hoping this is kind of re-energizing them and I think that that was really a turning point that just Awful loss in Memphis. For your sake, I hope you're right. <laughs> I really, really do. Really do. Uh, one other clip I'd like to play here from the All-Star game quickly is this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give you LeBron James. I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour or were you kind of just Tim Duncan it <laughs> I'm 50 50 um, I'm gonna be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus okay I'll stop it right there so if you couldn't hear him there he is ask the question will you take the farewell tour or just Tim Duncan it and LeBron James said I'm 50 50 right yeah. now that's BS. That's, yeah, that's 100% he's taken that. Yeah, deep. I was about to say, there is 0% chance that he walks away without having a full season of dedications to him. He goes on to say, quote, I've never been great at accepting praise. <laughs> Says the man who literally calls himself here, the GOAT. Let, let's, here, let's play. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that part, but I heard the, the, the original and Let's play the rest of it. To be able to give them that moment you know where it's every city and whatever the case may be and you know they give you your flowers whatever the case may be you know and, and, and that seems cool um but the other side of i've never been that great with um accepting like praise <laughs> there you have it Breaking news, LeBron James has never been great at accepting praise. Have you ever seen that video that's like, this is every time LeBron James has publicly lied? <laughs> yes. It just happened again. Here's the best line, and it came from the Golden State Warriors thread on Reddit. 
quote, I've never been great at accepting praise. And this this says, my brother in Christ, you literally have chosen one tattooed on your chest. (laughs) (laughs) But yet you've never been great at accepting praise. Oh, God. Yeah, come on, man. Who are you trying to fool? Who are you trying to fool right now? You want it in every city. That's a PR campaign if I've ever heard one. You want it in every city. You, he does. You want your jersey retired in every building. You want to see if those teams like the Mavericks that just can't help themselves but fall all over each other to try to get someone's jersey number up on the rafters. With Bar Cuban there, yeah. Like they did with Kobe's number. You know, just the weirdness that is. Like you, you want it all. You want the pair of boots from Oklahoma City. Like you, you yeah. want everything. Come Unless on. Unless there's an injury that prevents him from taking the farewell tour, that is happening. <laughs> oh, there's. there's I, I used yeah. to have. Doubt. I have a friend that that does this thing where he says like, "This is going to happen, or I'll eat my hat." Right? Like that's kind of his thing. Like, if this happens, I'm so sure this won't happen. But if it does, I will eat my hat. Like, that's, that's where I am with that LeBron thing. Like, I feel confident in saying that if he were to just retire, I, I would eat my hat on camera in front of everyone to see, put some barbecue sauce on it, and I would eat it. Because that's how confident I am that he's not going to do that. There's no way he could literally just walk away and ride off into the sunset. Can you believe he actually said, I've never been great at accepting praise? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> That might be For the those out there, Google the every time LeBron James has lied video, and it's it's hilarious. That might be one of the greatest quotes that he's ever had in his life. Because I think it's just a video of him like completely contradicting himself <laughs> over and over and over, and just blatantly lying clearly. So add that to the real baby. It, LeBron might take two farewell tours. He might announce that he's <laughs> retiring two years from now, and have two. You know, this is my this is my second to last time. Uh, if anybody to, was going to do that, it would. You'll be. have to do one with Brawny too. Of course. I'm just glad you guys got as much enjoyment out of that as I did when yeah. I read it. <laughs> yep. All right, we've got to take a time out. We have a snack coming up in this four o'clock hour john holcomb and dusty dvorak joining us in the five o'clock hour pop has the reins next here on the blitz 1170 and streaming on the blitz 1170 app